Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying this is program number 715. If you'd like to have a copy of it after the program, let us know and we'll be glad to send it to you. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I'm going to begin uh, and retrace a little bit uh, of chapter 1. And I'm going to start at verse 2 today of Second Peter. We did some of this yesterday, but the Lord has given me more to expound upon today in that regard. I've got um, the message, powerful message from the Lord, uh, one that uh, hones in on exactly what it means to be a Christian. Uh, it's so easy for people to say, I'm Christian, I'm Protestant, I'm Catholic, I'm this, I'm that. You're not anything unless you are something. And if you are something, then you are what uh, you're saying that you are. So many people don't uh, at all uh, place themselves as followers in the Christian realm. And they're always out of order, and they're always saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But did you notice that the uh, Lord never said, I'm sorry, once in the whole Bible? And so there, if you're one with Christ, you're not saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So many people think that they're humble by saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But, yeah, you really are sorry. You're not a Christian. You're just a sorry person is what it is. And there's people that are told to do simple things. And the Bible tells us that if you're a follower, uh, you have to be a follower in order to become a leader. And if you can't even follow a simple statement, like uh, we're going to have a, uh, par a party downstairs, we're going to be f photographing certain things, so bring your camera and come on right now, right now. And all of a sudden you find out that the person that's supposed to do that did not come. Uh, they are, don't take Christianity seriously. And But we're going to get further into that just a little bit. And I've got some music and letters. But right now, let's pray. Father, uh, we come before you. I do as a Christian. I have always been in this world uh, a rebellious person before I got saved. But at least I followed. When I was in the United States Navy, I followed. I was in the best company that, that had ever gone through the United States Navy in 70 years. It's called Company 869. Chief Seacorps was the chief. Half the people were put into 909 Baker because they were not good followers. Some of them would get a tarnish on their T-shirt, and they'd say, Chief, say, why did you do that? Now we're not a 4-0 company today. they say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, he'd say, yes, you are sorry. You're going to 909 Baker, the nut company, because you are going to bring a big blemish on my company. And if I have the best company in the Navy, then I get to be advanced to uh, Lieutenant J.G., a lieutenant junior grade for you people that have never been in the Navy. And I get to have a six-month vacation with pay 
and all sorts of benefits he got. And he says, and I'm not going to let a, a person that's, I'm sorry, uh, to uh, stop him from having that. So he put half of our company, 869, in 909 Baker because there were just a bunch of people saying, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Father, you remember that <laughs> way better than I do. And uh, finally, Secor, Chief Secor, became at a lieutenant junior grade, and he got his uh, uh, pay, his raise in pay, plus a uh, six-month paid vacation. And uh, he was extremely happy, and he wept. It was early in the morning, and they had a bunch of admirals in the Navy there to... Uh, bid us goodbye, farewell for a while, where we were going out on Christmas leave. The buddy that I went to uh, the Navy with wasn't able to go for Christmas leave because he was put in the nut house. 909 Baker. They had a 909 Charlie, too, when Baker got uh, filled up too much. And I see today, Lord, that there's as many or more I'm sorry type people and people that don't listen at all they think just because the, everything is like minute to them. Father, everything is minute. Nothing is important, such as following your word. We have to be good followers of the Lord Jesus Christ who never had to say, I'm sorry, or I'll never do it again, or I'll never do it again, or I'll never do it again, and they just keep saying that, Father. I ask that you bring conviction down on these type of people who never obey. They just, once in a while, when they feel that they're not going to get a meal, if they get put on a fast, or if they're doing something that is going to cause them to be sent to 909 Baker, then they start jumping around and acting like they're very diligent. But, Father... Uh, Chief Secor knew they were phonies, and he didn't give them a chance. And more than Chief Secor, you know they're not real. They're not. They're phonies. And uh, they uh, take away from those that are the front runners, the ones that are called and chosen. Uh, many are called, but few are chosen. And so I pray, Lord, that you'll bring down conviction on these that are supposed to be followers, but never will be. Unless you put a special convicting spirit on them. Because they just always know that there's no sincerity in them at all. And so they feel that they've got a good cop-out by saying, I'm sorry, or I'll never do it again. And they keep being sorry. And they keep uh, saying, I'll never do it again. Father God, anoint this service. Let people diligently seek your word, not just to hear it, but to do it, to be perfect. Perfection is not, I'll never do it again, 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 or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That isn't a perfect person. And they're always, uh, or people trying to lead the church when they're the worst people in the church. 
Some people, we, uh, I found out that they've committed lesbianism in the church and they're trying to be a leader. Uh, they've uh, lusted and they're trying to be a leader. And they've done all kinds of evil things and they're trying to be leaders. And the problem is with that, Father, as uh, you well know, is that so many people listen to their big fat mouths. And uh, Lord, shut their mouths. Uh, and Lord, let everyone be a true Christian soldier in rank, not trying to take over leadership when they're lesbians and, uh, or they've done lesbian things and homosexual things. And they're just slothful in every way. Lord, that bunch is all going to 909 Baker in hell and in the lake of fire because they just can't seem to get it together. They don't have the fear of you, Father. So I pray that this message will bring fear in people's hearts, Lord, that the souls in the world can be saved and that the church may be edified to the point to where they get strengthened enough to where they actually become born of the spirit Christians. Lord, I ask you that souls may be saved in the church, strengthened, mightily in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then here I am uh, to sing for you. It's a song that Frank and Nancy Sinatra let me sing from their publishing house, which Billy Strange in Nashville ran. And Billy did some fantastic arrangements for me. This song is called Sunday School to Broadway. She used to stand and clap her hands and sing Amazing Grace While the tears of childhood innocence were rolling down her face Mama prayed at night and raised her right hand, thought she knew the way But it's a long, long way from Sunday school to where she is today It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway when you sing the sinner's song, it's hard to find your way back home. Well, it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. Sunday evening spent in a gospel tent down on her bended knees. Well, she gave her soul to Jesus, and he set her spirit free. But the cold night air out on Times Square ain't what she felt back home. And it's a long, long way from Sunday school to New York nights alone. It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. She's a long way from the girl she used to be. When you sing a sinner song, it's hard to find your way back home. Cause it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway Then her eyes grew bright in the cool dark night And a halo framed her face And a passerby swore he heard her cry Did he hear amazing grace? They couldn't see the man who took her hand As she lay there in the street And it's a long, long way from Broadway To a place at the master's feet it's a long, long way from Sunday school 
Praise the Lord. It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. Well, you know, the things that I was talking about in my prayer to the Lord uh, was that, uh, you know, it's fine for people, you know, if once in a while they make a mistake, they slip. But what I'm talking about is people that have been given instructions. Uh, they've been sitting under the ministry for 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 38 years, and they still... Uh, are unable to follow the smallest instructions. And they're just full of sorriness. And, uh, they're not really sorry, they just say it. It's uh, They've gotten so used to saying that, that they just don't pay any attention to what's being said. They just, because they know they can always fall back on it. I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. Uh, but they keep doing it again. But anyway... That we're going to start at verse 2 in chapter 1. It says, grace and peace. Grace means the full ability, the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, the power of God uh, with everything in it, the fear of God, and peace, so that you can have peace with God, be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Well, is the Lord tolerant with all sorts of disobedience? No. There's a man in the Bible. There's examples. The Bible says that the Old Testament is our examples. Saul, King Saul, the first king of Israel, uh, slipped up once. And he says, I'm sorry, but it didn't do any good. He still had his kingdom taken away from him just one time. And uh, so these, if there are examples, and you're going to say, oh, that doesn't apply to me. In other words, the word of God has got a different word. When the Lord said he's no respecter of persons, and there's people they uh, said, this is my your child, this is your child, and it's not your child. And I guess, uh, I can't take this anymore when you won't receive it. And they leave and go to work for a cracker barrel. And then they come back and think that they're going to be a smart aleck and argue with you again. No, they don't have the grace. They don't have wisdom, knowledge, understanding, the power of God. And obedience is better than sacrifice. They lie. And they don't care anything about what the Lord says. To them... God is going to be different for them at the judgment bar of God than he will be for other liars, other disobedient people. Grace and peace. They don't have any peace before the Lord. They're always jittery 
they're always not serving the Lord. There isn't anything uh, that is more important to them than to have their own way. Uh, obedience is not in their vocabulary. It's not in their life. So grace, all the virtues of the Lord, be in you, be multiplied unto you, and peace, which will bring peace to you, unto you through the knowledge of the Lord, of God, and of Jesus our Lord. So the knowledge is, is that the Lord doesn't tolerate disobedience. That should stick in your brain like the hair in a drain. And stick in your soul. And stick in your spirit. And be uh, acknowledge it with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind, and all your strength. But Lord, we don't have any strength. Yes, that's right. Because you keep doing the same thing all the time. And you think the Lord is going to be tolerant to you. Now, Saul, the first king of Israel, was not a very bright boy. The Lord told him to kill all the animals uh, in this place. And he didn't. He said, well, he, instead of that, Lord, I'm going to do things my way. Uh, just like I told a person, get a camera, come on down right away. We're going to go and take some pictures because I want to get back up here and do uh, some messages. And so we went, we were on the elevator, we went downstairs, we went to take pictures, and they weren't there. And then they took off with somebody else. They started calling shots. They started calling somebody to escort them downstairs. And we were already finished, but we didn't, I didn't have time to stay there and wait for this unruly monster of a person that has lusted uh, after uh, so many people in the church. It's just unbelievable, and even outside the church. If you take this type of a person to a, a grocery store or a, a supermarket or, so, or a super Walmart or something, you look around and they're gone because they're searching. They're going up and down the aisles looking for somebody that might lust at them. And so they just you really can't take a person like that anywhere because uh, they're just always disobedient. You can't rely on them. You can't depend on them. Now, that's the reason that Chief Secor got rid of so many people at Company 869 back in the early, very early 50s over in San Diego is because he couldn't rely on them. If he would uh, send them uh, to get something, they'd, uh, or to be there at the honor guard in the morning when they're uh, raising the flag, they'd be at the gee-dunk stand. And for those of you that have never been in the Navy, the gee-dunk stand is uh, like uh, the same thing as a PX in the Army, where you go and buy little goodies for yourself, candy and soda pop and gifts to send home to mom or your wife. I was too young to be married at the time. I was only 16, 16 years old. I was too young mentally to be married. In the Bible, it's okay once you reach puberty, but 
I had uh, arrived at uh, puberty in my mind. I wasn't interested in marriage or never wanted to be married at all at that time. And um, how'd you get into the neighborhood of 16? I lied. I was a sinner, you know. I, I wasn't born righteous. Because I wanted to get into the Navy and um, get it over with so that I could uh, get on with my life and become something in this world. Never planned on being a preacher, a teacher, an evangelist, or a pastor, anything like that. I'm a bunch of disobedient uh, people, weasels that call themselves Christians. But I just wanted to uh, get into the entertainment industry and succeed there. And when I arrived there, I saw it was a very boring thing to do, and I didn't want to do it anymore. So I did what I knew how to do naturally, and that was to be a promoter. I promoted singers and records and uh, things, all sorts of things. But at any rate, um, we have to uh, be obedient to the Lord. That's a, I'm so glad that I went through that training in 869 because that man was a no-nonsense, Chief Secor was a no-nonsense dude. He didn't put up with people that were sloppy and saying, well, you know, oh, well. I can't stand those kind of people. They're like bread that's soaked in water for days and days. They have no fiber in them. Uh, they have no God in them whatsoever. They have no power. They have no grace. And there's no peace. Now, if they have peace, well, then it's because they're so retarded that they really think that they're saved and they're going to heaven, even though they're liars and adulterers and fornicators and lesbians and mm, bisexual. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you, uh, people that are really of the Lord, through the knowledge, only by the knowledge of God. And you have to remember that the knowledge is, is that God doesn't tolerate disobedience. Well, oh, this is sad. 21st century, this is different. No, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's just you coming up with that sort of stuff, not the Lord. And you're supposed to be a Christian. There's supposed to be a change of life. And I'm not talking about when you become an old woman or an old man. You have to be a new creature, one that obeys, one that is diligent, one that is vigilant. One that is without, uh, one that has become perfect. And instead, a bunch of people in Christian churches uh, today have become more and more imperfect because they think it's the 21st century and they say everybody else being disobedient. But the Bible said that there were only a few saved during the flood, because the Lord was so intolerant with the rest of the world that only a few, eight people were saved out of the flood. And it's a bunch of people that says, that's your kid, when it's not your kid. They're liars. And then they get so angry because you won't receive that, that they leave the church and go to work in a stinking greasy spoon. And then they come back and start arguing again. 
Well, they can't come back anymore. Because then the Lord would become intolerant with me for taking such evil liars, evil disobedient people back into the church. And some people get so upset that they say, we got the baptism of the Holy Spirit when we left your church because they're more liberal than you. The Lord is liberal to those that love him and keep his commandments, but not to you people. Now, you in your mind, you've been sent delusions and you've been made to believe that I'm an ogre for preaching the reality of the scriptures. And you think you're right because you're more tolerant to sin. You have to be tolerant to sin because you're a big sinner yourself. But the Lord isn't tolerant as you are to sin. He tolerates those that are striving for perfection and have become perfect. But you say, oh, you're perfect, just like they said to Jesus. Well, if you're so perfect, if you're a son of God or you're the son of God, come down off the cross. But if he had, and if I would come down from my belief in God's doctrine, well, then I'd be as bad as you are, or even worse, because I was perfect according to the United States Navy because we were in a gold star company, gold star one week after the other, the best company that ever came through boot camp in 70 years. And you people, and I'm glad I had that training because I know if I were to be, if uh, that man in the Navy sets it, uh, or his company at least, uh, was that strict and intolerant to mistakes, which the Lord is intolerant. He calls disobedience witchcraft. And I'm not letting any witch in heaven. Now, he says, now, uh, you got to have uh, grace, which is the knowledge of God, the wisdom, the fear of the Lord, and understanding, and that you can't lie, you dirty, filthy scum. Well, how can a pastor call people dirty, filthy scum? Well, the Lord calls you, uh, if you've left the Lord, a vomit-eating dog. That's scum. Or a pig. A sow that's gone back to its wallowing in the mire. You think that wallowing in sin is going to be acceptable by the Lord. And I tell you, at uh, no risk of losing you, you can leave the church and the church will be blessed more by having no sign of any scum bucket in the church. You sure don't preach like other preachers. Right, other preachers uh, that would put up with this sort of thing would not be of the Lord. They're preaching another doctrine that isn't a doctrine of the Lord at all. So, so this is the second verse, and man, we just can't get out of here. Grace and peace be multiplied. Not power and understanding and wisdom and fear of the Lord be multiplied unto you, not to be extracted from you like you people, but be multiplied unto you. How? Through the knowledge of God, 
who doesn't at all tolerate sin and took the spirit away from King Saul and let him be slaughtered out on the battle compound, if you will, through the knowledge of God, but Jesus is more merciful, and of Jesus our Lord. No, Jesus is not more merciful. Read the book of Revelation. And he's the one that calls people vomit-eating dogs. Dogs that eat go back to their eating of vomit. And uh, you are of your father, the devil. And that you're like pigs that have gone back to the wallowing in sin and think that it's fun because it gives you peace and it makes you feel good that you can do whatever you please. Even your rotten attempts to run a house of God. How could you, you scumbucket, ever have the audacity to even think that you can give one order in the house of God? But you have your little following of backslidden other uh, trite in the church. Disobedient children. Verse 3, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life. Well, what are the things that pertain to life? All the things that I just mentioned that you cannot sin. And you're not going to be a witch. You're to obey those that have the rule over you. You're to not try to run a church, you stinking scum. Lesbians have never been called or uh, to run the church of God. And uh, people that uh, swing both ways are not allowed to do that. People say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How could they run a church of God? They're always going to be telling their congregation, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Or people that lie and say that this son belongs to you. And it doesn't belong to the person at all that they're saying that to. They're liars. Just because a person... Like, for instance, just because I support thousands of people doesn't mean that their children belong to me. (laughs) They belong to me to take care of, but I never begat them. Some of them are Chinese, some are black, some are brown. I'm Caucasian. But they're too stupid to understand that. They're too sinful. They're witches. So according as his divine power. These people don't have one ounce of divine power in them whatsoever. They're not diligent or vigilant. They have no fear of God. They're like bastards. Uh, You know, the Bible says that in the last days there'd be so many bastards, fatherless children on earth, And that they would have the audacity to stretch out their rotten tongue against people that are of the Lord. He says, you shouldn't even be here. You're not even supposed to be here. And women that get married to people uh, that are not of the Lord, and they say, well, can't they change? Like they are the leaders. 
They've never stopped being smart, Alex. And I said, no, he will not change. If he's the way that he is now, he certainly, because of the fact that you buy his garbage, it's not going to get any better. Well, I just think he can be. Yes, because you're a greater leader than one that God has called. That isn't true. You're a nothing. You just were hoarding for somebody that you liked the looks of. And that's why you went for it. And then you found out that he was preaching all kinds of false things in the church, saying that I believe that adultery was okay. And he was packing guns and having sex with all kinds of women. I told you it was no good, but you're smarter than God. You're the biggest nothing that I've ever seen in my life. These kind of people think that if they're tall, and that their offspring is tall, but that's big thing. No, that's you just more bulk, fat, scum. What size shoe do you wear? Well, I wear a size 12. Well, I didn't know they could stack scum on such a small, such a mountain of scum on such a small foundation. According as his divine power hath given unto us, those of us apostles, it's not talking about you scumbags, all things that pertain unto life. He gave it to you, but you vomited all over it. And godliness. Through what? Godliness? How could you have godliness without the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and to virtue? Is being a liar or saying, I'm sorry, or I'll never do it again, is that virtue? Is it? No. Well, then, cease. Because the knowledge of God is the word of God, and it tells you not to do such a thing as that. Or to falsely accuse, especially pastors, without two or more witnesses. And a witness is somebody that keeps all the commandments of the Lord. It isn't a pack of liars out in the world that have left the church because they wanted to live sensual lives. Those are not witnesses. Those are the kind of, uh, quote, witnesses, unquote, that the government uses. All they can do is use liars. So the Lord has called us to glory. Glorious when you become perfect and you're able to resurrect from the dead. But in order for you to do that, you have to resurrect from the dead. First, you have to cease from lying, false accusing, saying, I'm sorry, saying, you know, I'll never do it again. And you just, you do it more again than anybody else I've ever seen in my life. Whereby are, this is verse 4, whereby are given unto us, because we keep all these commandments, exceeding great and precious promises. Well, do the promises belong to a witch? Only one person said no, and there's several people in the room. Do Can I say that again? Do promises belong to witches? No. Oh. The sinners piped up and said, finally said, no. 
whereby are given unto us exceeding those of us that keep the commandments and great and precious promises. That by these promises you might be partakers of the divine nature. Do you have the divine nature if you're liars? Is it of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, or that's your child, when it's not a person's child? Or is it of the divine nature to be bisexual? No, these things are written in the Bible so that you can read them and then uh, make a strong stand against Satan to uh, resist Satan mightily. That you might be saved. That by these promises, you would think that you would cut yourself. Uh, I mean, in other words, stop doing what you're doing. Whereby are given unto us exceeding. When the Lord says few, he really means few, man. Only eight souls were saved out of the whole world. So that you can know that you should listen to very few. The, the few. The, when the Lord says few, that's eight souls. But now he's saying exceeding great and precious promises. Well, you know, if you say a few souls, well, you'd think, what is a few? A couple hundred thousand, two thousand? Uh-uh. Eight. So magnify that the other direction. So that's magnifying what he says least means really least. Noah, his wife, his three boys, and their wives. That's really uh, few, very few. Whereby are, but this now, exaggerate, just not exaggerate, but just here he's saying, whereby are given unto us exceeding great. That means so much. And precious, precious, precious promises that by these you might be partakers. Well, how would you be a partaker? Only if you did what he said. Because the rest of the world didn't do what he said, and they all were drowned, and, and few, only eight of them. Well, a lot of them probably just were witches. I mean, they just says they're disobedient. But they would sacrifice unto idols. They thought, well, uh, the Lord says that obedience is better than sacrifice. Because if you do everything that the Bible says to do, and you break one commandment, you've broken them all. Well, then how can we do it? Well, the Bible says how. Doesn't it? How? No, to the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. The knowledge. Because you have to take the power yourself. If you've got faith enough to uh, say, through the knowledge, Lord, I want these promises. They're precious to me. They're precious. And they're abundant. They're exceeding. He has given to us exceeding great and precious promises. The one that uh, doesn't listen to us is, well, by the power. They don't even know what the power of God is. 
because because of the fact that you know these are great and precious promises exceedingly great and precious promises you think well I don't know whether that's worth serving the Lord for exceedingly great and precious promises. Ah, throw them in the garbage barrel. Because it's more exceedingly great and precious for me to lie and to try to take charge in the church. You're a disobedient witch, is what you are, because you were told what the story would be, and you just went ahead and did it anyway because you're smarter than God and smarter than the one that God sent to uh, lead you. You don't take leadership. You want to be the leader, but all you are is a liar. So how, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these by what? Exceeding great and precious promises. Because of that, you didn't throw it in the slop bucket with you and the, all the rest of the vomit. By these, you might be partakers, if you believed in them, of the divine nature. But you never will have the divine nature because I think you've been given over. You've been given over to a reprobate mind. You've been given strong delusions that you're somebody that you're not. Having escaped, you become part of the divine nature. In other words, you are a branch in the vine. You are a branch in the tree, the olive tree. Have it because you, by being a branch in the tree, because you have believed that these promises are so exceedingly great and precious that you're going to keep them that by these promises, you might be convicted enough to become uh, linked into the vine, which is Christ, to be one of his members, a partaker of the divine nature, because he's divine, and if you're in him, you're his body, then you are a partaker of his divine nature. having, And by doing so, you've escaped the corruption that is in the world through your lusts. You lust to be the leader of this church that God wants to lead through me, not you. Do you understand? Yes. So people say, well, you're angry, Tony. You should go to anger management. No, you uh, people that say such things as this, you allow uh, the supposed to be U.S. government that is really the Roman Catholic uh, homosexual and child molesting government to burn those people up at Waco. And the rest of you know very good and well, if you saw the tape on my website, you can see the tanks throwing flamethrowers in there. First they put in flammable gas and then they burn those people up. So I'm angry, and the Bible says, be angry, Tony. Be angry at these liars, these bisexuals, these people that are trying their best to take a spot in that they, they're not even good sinners. And they hate you because you see through them. 
just like looking through glass because they're full of corruption because they're full of lust they're going to grab whoever they think is supposed to be and I don't care what you say or the Lord says verse 5 and beside this giving all diligence to not lie to not try to usurp authority over the church and over the order that God has set up you with your unruly dispositions want what you want and you could care less that there are messages to bring and time to save. The Lord says, redeem the time, save the time, don't waste it. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Well, do you have faith if you're a liar? Huh? No. They go, no. Virtue. Do you have virtue? No. And to virtue, knowledge of what virtue is through the Bible, through the word. Verse 6, and to knowledge, because the Lord says to be temperate in everything. Temperance. And to temperance, patience. Well, I've been patient for a long time, and a lot of people figured that when you're patient, it's just stupid. No, you're just giving them enough rope to hang themselves. The Lord, if you'll remember, if you think he's stupid, he let Judas, he knew he was a devil. He let him live with him and eat with him and so on and so forth for three and a half years. Then finally he disclosed to the rest of the disciples that this Judas is carried as a weasel. He's a devil. One of you has a devil. And anyone that's just sitting around for a long time like that and keeps doing the same thing, trying to usurp authority, uh, the Lord, I, I've seen it for a long time, and the Lord knows that I've seen it, but he knows that I had the virtue of patience. And this idiot thought it was stupidity or that I was weak. No, I've just had patience with it. And now the Lord is getting fed up with it. And so, by all means, I have the right to be angry. Angry. Be angry, the Lord says, is Satan. And don't tolerate Satan. But he does say, let the weeds grow up with the corn. Let the chaff grow up with the wheat until I say, get him out of there. And to knowledge, temperance. Because you're going to preach the word of God and people are going to receive it. And then they'll be able to detect that the people that you're throwing out need to be thrown out and they won't fall away then because the fruit has taken root enough to where they can be thrown out and their little followers, if they're going to follow them, let them follow them because they don't amount to a hill of beans anyway. Patience and to patience, godliness. Verse 7, and to godliness... Brotherly kindness, not sin, the loving these sinners that keep sinning and getting worse and worse all the time and bring false accusations against the brothers, the actual pastor, without two or more witnesses. And it says to be godly and to godliness, brotherly kindness, not 
kindness to people like that, even though I have been kind to them. But it's not saying to sinners and to brotherly kindness, charity, love, which is the keeping of God's commandments, which the Lord says to throw the unruly weasels out. That's a commandment from the Lord. Amen. Amen. For if these things be in you, keeping of God's commandments and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren, you're going to be a soul winner, nor unfruitful, you're going to be a soul winner in knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But other people can't uh, bring these scriptures because they don't have any knowledge. They don't have any wisdom. They don't have, uh, they don't walk with the Lord. They don't care about the word. Verse 9. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see. They're spiritually blind and cannot see afar off. They can't see heaven afar off. They can't see that it's worthy for a long-term promise. You weasels don't realize that you could be dead within one minute, one hour, maybe a day or two, who knows, and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged at one time from his old sins, but he's gone back like a dog to the vomit. Well, my time has run out now, and so it's time to read some uh, letters. Do we have letters today? I'm sure we do. Yes. Where's the first one from? From Ghana, Africa. Let's hear it. Beloved Pastor Tony Alamo, because of your testimony, I see that you are a true man of God, chosen by the Lord to use your body. And because of this, I've gathered much zeal and have been converted to Christ. I'm filled with joy to know that I can serve the living God. I encourage you not to faint, but to keep marching the King of Heaven's highway. God will bless you, and our prayer is that our Lord Jesus Christ fills you with his blessings. Pastor Lamo, I'm asking if you can help me out with the Bible and some literature. I want to serve God, and I started to go out and distribute your literature. I've been sick, so I'm asking you, Pastor, to pray for me, because I know the Lord is going to heal me. May God bless you, yours faithfully, Wisdom Ifa from Kenyasi, Ghana, Africa. I'm sure all these people that have left the church are not going to send him Bibles or literature or anything like that, because they're witches. Uh, yes, brother, I will send the Bibles and literature to you as much as you need. All right, do we have another letter? Yes, from Malawi, Africa. Okay, let's hear what they have to say. Dear Reverend Tony Alamo, God bless you and keep you strong in the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. You and all the members of the Holy Church of the Almighty God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Reverend Alamo, I'm very happy to write you this letter to inform you that I've received your newsletters, the Messiah books and tapes, and also to let you know the work of our Lord is going on well here. I finished distributing your newsletters and Messiah books, and the number of people who are accepting Christ is increasing. Now there are 129 people who have accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. Praise the Lord. I was just saying that the people that left the church, they won't send people one piece of literature. 
As a matter of fact, what they're trying to do is get to the resources of where we get our finances from and to steal the finances from us that will use the funds to send gospel literature out. Okay, finish the letter, please. These people have urged me... Because our time is up already, but go ahead. These people have urged me to baptize them and to start a church. Therefore, we want to join your church because I'm not able to lead them by myself. If you allow us to join... Well, there's a smart person. Okay, then what? If you allow us to join your church, please send us a list explaining the laws of your church, how you conduct church services and baptisms. Also send me tapes of your Sunday services and songs. I'd also like to take this opportunity to request you send some Bibles in the Chichua language, 60 Messiah books. All right, send them everything. Praise the Lord. And I do have to stop now because we're past the time. Now, this is the time now to pray. Uh, you know, the Bible is, uh, the Lord is a very good God, but he's very strict. He's severe. And he's a terrorist. And he will terrorize you one of these days if you don't get right with the Lord. I was immediately terrorized by the Lord before I was even saved. He came down and let me know that he existed and that he's a no-nonsense God. So say this prayer to the Lord that you don't have to run in because to a God, a terrible God. He says that it's a horrible, terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God with sin on your soul. So say this prayer to the Lord and mean it. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins, and I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open up the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away, Lord Jesus, in your precious blood that you shed for me on the cross at Calvary. You will not turn me away, Godhead, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your holy word says so. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus for saving my everlasting, eternal soul. Now just praise and thank the Lord and give him all the glory and the thanks. And Sharon, tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 715-715. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Okay, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in tomorrow for another very, very uh, explicit, truthful message from God the Father. Uh, so that you can either receive it or reject it. Receive it so your soul can enter into the kingdom of heaven. It's a straight and narrow way. And the Lord, I asked the Lord the same thing that Chris Christopherson asked. And this is me singing it. Why me, Lord?
Why me, Lord? What have I ever done to deserve even one of the pleasures I've known? Tell me, Lord, what did I ever do that was worth loving you for the kindness you've shown? Lord, help me, Jesus, I've wasted it so. You think there's a way I can try to repay all I've taken from you? Maybe, Lord, I can show someone else what I've been through myself. On my way back to Lord, help me, Jesus. I've wasted it so. Help me, Jesus. I know. My soul's in your hand. 